from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome to the Wow Report here on Radio Andy. Uh, we're coming to you from Hollywood, from the World of Wonder, although we are remotely uh, situated. Uh, each week, we count down the top things in pop culture that make us go wow. wow. I am Tom Campbell, hosting this week because our fearless leader, Fenton Bailey, is on assignment. I'm here with someone I'm here with every week, club kid turned best-selling author, the editor of The Wow Report, James St. James. That's me. Oh, my God. You got it right. Hi, James. How are you? How are you this week? Well, I'm recuperating, thank you. I broke into the World of Wonder offices uh, earlier in the week, and I stole one of those um, uh, Power of Love cocktails. House of Love cocktails. House if if we're going to do a sneaky plug, you got to get it right. Yeah, And which okay. flavor of House of Love cocktail? Did you have a cocktail or a mocktail? I had a cocktail. I had the watermelon vodka one. Yes. What is that? Yes. Dear God in heaven, it knocked me on my ass. <laughs> I thought I would go home and have... Just a little cocktail while I was watching some Bob's Burgers. Before I knew it, I was cross-eyed and, like, mooing like a cow. I was, like, on the floor. I, I don't know what happened to me. They are so strong. They they're are. Not, you know, they're not seltzers. They're not, you know, that, that alcohol thing. They are real alcohol, real vodka, real premium tequila, real premium rum. And there are mocktails as well. It's House of Love cocktails.com the lucky thing is if you're listening it's not available in stores it's all direct to consumers so house of love cocktails.com james thanks for having a hangover for us really appreciate that look you know i was watching um uh, online i was watching uh drag con and i noticed that all the queens were sort of stumbling around in their high heels and now i know why you get the whole place was just off their tits we sold out of house of love cocktails at drag con and it was the best drag con ever and that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) one more person to introduce um this is a, a sort of an all about eve episode because blake our millennial producer, Blake Jacobs, who's usually behind the scenes, will be a full-fledged co-host this week. And we'll see if either James and I are back next week after that happens. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking up the slack this week. Yes, there you go. Oh. Um, so without further ado, let's the countdown begin at number 10. Number 10. Did you guys see the Tony Awards this Sunday? Oh, my God. Yes, I did. We have a lot to talk about. I will oh, say... First of all, I tape them and I watch them later in the night, which is the only way to see an award show because they're so less tiring if you can flip through the commercials. And theater in general, musical theater especially, all of it, makes me want to cry when I'm there. I just love it. I just, you know, it's I, I love expression. I love, you know, I've been watching the Celtics because my the playoffs because my sister's been visiting. But I always say, you know, Broadway actors and actresses are like professional athletes. They're just the, they're best. That being said, and, and it was also the most diverse uh, award show in Tony's in a long time. A lot yes. of Black actors, actresses, playwrights, their voices were heard, not only heard, but celebrated and awarded, and uh, including, uh, you know, so that was all fun. A Strange Loop was a big winner. Lehman yes. Trilogy, which was all white people from Britain, but that was a really good Broadway sh- uh, drama, and I saw that company. Stephen Sondheim's uh, production of Company, Reimagined with Gender Swaps, won a lot. And our own Jesse Tyler Ferguson, not he's not ours, but I feel, you know, we love him. And he won for Take well, Me Out. I was surprised that, um, that the other Jesse with the penis didn't win. No, but I can't forget who introduced uh, that category. But they were they, When they mentioned Jesse, who was nominated, they were like, hey. The hey. audience swooned. Yes. I loved that. that was, the audience just went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ariana DeBose was the host. Her yes. opening number was absolutely brilliant. So good. I love that. It was a little overdone for me, but she's super talented. And she's kind of green feeling. And she's kind of like a, a kid at a show. And I didn't mind that at all. You know what I'm saying? She kept it going. She looked beautiful. Bernadette Peters doing her tribute to Sondheim. Children will listen. I thought that was beautiful. I love seeing Patty LuPone. I anytime you get Patty on camera, yes. I just you know you never know what's going to happen. She is a, you know a chaos demon embodied in theater form. I love her to death. That was really fun for me. I loved seeing the strange loop guy who was channeling Andre Leontali. Michael R. Jackson, yeah, who uh, yes. who wrote a strange a strange loop. Yes. What were some of the other highlights for you, Tom? 
I mean, then I was going to talk about things that weren't lowlights, but just are, are some from shows that I was less excited about. And one was that Billy Crystal number. I'm sorry, Mr. Oh, wait, I thought that was hysterical when he was scatting in, in Hebrew and Jewish. I thought that was funny. And the exception of that, that piece for me was Shoshana Bean was at the beginning of that. Shoshana Bean is one of the most talented vocalists and actresses on Broadway in the least. She's always been the second in things. You know, she's always filled in a waitress, filled in. So Shauna Bean, who's is is not a is not a secret, but she is a secret. She needs to have her own Tony Award. Okay, I love Hugh Jackman. Who doesn't? I love Sutton Foster. Um, I I, I, I purposely did not go to see. Come on, that was hysterical. That was fabulous. I didn't see. I'm a, I'm, I'm crumpy. I didn't see uh, Music you Man when I went on, to. What's going on, Tom? Uh, because you love everything. You were always the biggest cheerleader for everything. And why are you Mr. Grumpy Pants right now? I, I'm just well because I told you I worked out today and I had two pop tarts before the show, so I really I don't know what's going to happen. And now I'm dreaming drinking a 16 ounce diet coke, so I, clearly I shouldn't be on air right now. Now wait a minute because the thing about the 76 trombones, I, I love the song. I love anytime you get 120 marching cadets on stage. I thought that was you know wonderful. But people did say online, I saw on Twitter saying it felt, and they don't know how to quite describe it. Like Scientology, like a Scientology number. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. It's just there was something, there's something, there's something so cleaned up about, about it. it. Cause the Music Man is a good musical. I saw it recently on Turner Classic Movies with Robert Preston yes. and Shirley Jones. And it's oh, an amazing. Oh, the Wells music. Fargo wagon is a coming down it. Yes. Yeah. But they just say it's a little sanitized. It's fine. It's making so much money. I'm glad it's a hit. Like I said, I don't mean to be grumpy. It's the Pop Tarts talking, but. It's my Pop-Tart defense. But uh, it, it, it looked very like, look at me, look at me. Anyway, I'm being super picky because I really did watch it and had a full experience. Again, the, the Tonys always seem to be one step ahead, at least one step ahead of the Oscars and so many other uh, award shows in terms of being inclusive. And God bless them for being inclusive. And had the first nominated openly trans uh, actor, actress, this oh, year yeah, so that was very sweet yeah so all that stuff's kind of great and I, again i'm sorry if the pop tarts made me cranky uh, speaking <laughs> of cranky number nine number nine uh two yes. books to add to your library instant pride classics i want to talk about the first is uh from gay to z by justin elizabeth sayer it is a compendium of queer culture Justin Elizabeth Sayre, if you don't know who he is, is one of the greats of our generation. He's uh, he is really up and coming. He's one of the smartest, funniest people on the planet. Yes. Is he related to that, the songwriter, Bayer? No, Bayer Sayre. No, 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 no. Um, he, what he, he is, you know, he, you probably, Blake, he was a writer on Two Broke Girls. He was one of the people for that. He uh, is a LGBTQ stand-up comedian. He's written some uh, LGBTQ young adult novels. But um, this is an encyclopedia of everything every young gay bee needs to know, every LGBTQ person needs to know, from A uh, with, um, you know, Alvin Ailey, Abba, Alexis Arquette, Joey Arias, to Z, Pedro Zamora, Franco Zafrelli, acts like Hector Extravaganza. And I'm not just pushing this because I am in it. Although I would like to say, point out that I am in it under S, James St. James. It's just, it's a very fun book. It's a really good book. It needs to be on your bookshelf. The other book is called Legends of Drags, uh, Legends of Drags, Queens of a Certain Age. Oh. And it is our elder drag queens. Uh, a, a celebration of them. It's interviews and gorgeous pictures of them. It's by Hanson and Antheas are, are the authors. Are and you I, in that book too, James? Yeah, you have a two-page spread? <laughs> no, thankfully, I am not in that book. Um, I think the cutoff age is like 60, 65, something like that. They don't quite specify who it is. Interestingly, it starts in San Francisco, and it goes up through Portland and Seattle, then works its way across the country in New York as last. <laughs> I think there's sort of it's sort of a diss to the New York Queens. But um, there's some ladies that we know in, in L.A. There's Love Connie is in it. Uh, Glenn Allen, Mama, the Wonder Twins. Um, sadly, Lady Red Couture and the Goddess Bunny were both included in it before they passed away. Um, San Francisco, there's Glamour Moore, Juanita Moore, Mother, Mother Chucka. Vegas has hot chocolate, your friend. Yes. Uh, Miami has Kitty Meow, my great friend. 
New York City has Perfidia, Flotilla, Ruby Rims, who's been around since the 60s. Um, there's some notable exceptions. Some, some, not- some people were left off. I don't quite understand why, but it's sort of interesting. Um, and at the very end of it, there's a history of drag that goes back to Roman times. And then throughout the Middle Ages, there were some uprisings that there were the men dressed in women's clothing. Throughout the 1760s, the 1600s, when there were pirates that were trans pirates, trans, you know, women who identify as men. Sort of fascinating history of drag. Uh, So both of these books, Gay to Z and Legends of Drag, available now on Amazon. Check them out. I love it. Thank God one of us reads on this show, James. Thank God. And congratulations. Well, this, this, they're, they're both very picture-friendly. They're both very, you know, sound bites. They're, you know, you can do it. You can do it, Tom. I, I, I have trust love you. it. And congratulations. Congratulations for being included in, uh, in, in the A to, Z, A to, Gay to Z. Yes, yes, yes. Um, speaking of Gay to Z, number eight. Number eight. Yeah, um, so as much as James reads, I probably watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um. I watched Real World Homecoming, New Orleans. Have you guys? Do you know what it is? Uh, it's when the, it's it's the old. They're each for each of season of the ancient, old, original Real Worlds. They're now doing reunions on Paramount Plus, right? They're like 20, 30 years later, right? And they did the first two seasons, New York and L.A. And this is actually skips forward to season nine in New Orleans which was 2000, the year 2000. This season was notable because there were two housemates that were like super religious. There was Julie, who was the, um, she went to BYU and was the Mormon girl. And then there was Matt, who he was kind of like the new age Christian that like listened to Squirrel Nut Zippers and was all about the swing revival in the 90s, you know? Um and it was also important because Danny, the newly out gay guy, was dating someone in the military. And this was during the Clinton administration for Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Wait, is Danny the one that everybody was in love with? Just every, just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Danny? Yes. Okay. I remember Danny very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like the face of Don't Ask, Don't, or he was thrust to be the face of Don't Ask, Don't Tell for a certain generation because a lot of them knew about it because- when his boyfriend Paul was on the show before, he was blurred. They couldn't show his face, and he was wow. like super nervous about like losing his job or like maybe even worse. Um, so there was like they, this. They'll like all sit. They all live in a house for a couple of weeks. All the new, all the old roommates, and they'll be asked questions about like stuff from their TV, and that's when they talk about you know like. He said that he and his boyfriend, Paul, were together for, you know, almost a decade after that, but ended up breaking up. And he realized he was like staying with him because he felt like that's what America wanted. You know, like he was, <laughs> I know it was really sad. And then the the two Christian roommates, like the, the Mormon girl was like, she's a little nutso. Like she got super drunk at the club and like. She's weird, but she has opened our mind about like people's rights and everything. The other guy, not so much. Um, I watched another show set in New Orleans, The New Queerest Folk. Did you guys watch The Old Queerest Folk? Ugh, I grew to loathe that show more than life itself. Yeah, well, that was set in Philly, and that was back in the day, and it was all like white gays. I don't yeah. think there was like one cult person of color on it. This one is set in New Orleans and it has a very diverse cast of of queer all kinds of queer people. Um the lesbians in, from the first one are kind of replaced by a trans woman and her butch black girlfriend and they're the ones that have twins and they name them Flotsam and Jetsam, which is weird. <laughs> um Kim Cattrall has a really weird New Orleans accent. Kim Cattrall is um, in it? Who is, she, who is she? She plays like the main guy's mom. Who's like a Southern, you know. What's Wait, the, is that the Sharon Blessed role? Wait, no. Yeah, Sharon sort Blessed. of. Yeah, but, okay. but it's, you know, different because she's like 
Some rich man's wife. Every yeah. now and then, her character, Kim Cattrall's character, gets a text from Carrie from Sex and the City, and she's always <laughs> like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> New phone, who dis? <laughs> um, uh, Juliet Lewis is in it. She plays like the new young gay uh, drag love queen. Me some Juliet Lewis. Okay, boy. great cast. A lot of anticipation. I didn't watch the British one really. I didn't watch the American one either. This is now the third version. Did you like it? Are you enjoying it? I did enjoy it, and I don't watch too much scripted. Like James has been trying to get me to watch Euphoria for forever, longer than he's been. You've been trying to get him to watch Hacks. You would think. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why won't you watch Euphoria? It is so up your alley. Why won't and you what? watch Hacks, James? Stop why avoiding won't questions. you watch any of the queerest folks? Those are your people, Tom. Because <laughs> I, I remember because A, one, it was in British television, the first one, when it was hard to watch British things. Then it was on Showtime, and I've never liked Showtime because I used to work at HBO, and I'm very, I'm very whatever. Um, I do remember during, um, I was working in television and scripted when the second the the showtime one was on and i remember a boss a straight boss very lovely man actually but he was like did you see what they were doing last night and somebody was eating out somebody's butt and they thought that was so crazy and i was like be careful be <laughs> careful like like my rights were being uh impinged upon do not, <laughs> do not judge us butt eaters thank you <laughs> thank you very much well this one is just as risque as the first one with lots of queer sex and it's on peacock which was a little weird, I thought, but well, put the, put it right out there. Who they put the cock in pee? Yeah, but, so, but you know we've normalized butt eating the, in the past two years because it's it's on. You know, White Lotus sort of opened that uh, uh, hole. You know what I'm well, saying? They they really put, they really cracked open that case. So <laughs> um, thank you. Um, what? Because uh, I have been hearing just reading Scuttlebutt that that people find the characters unlikable. And that people aren't loving it. John Sillaby's in it. There's a lot of it's a great cast. I'm not judging. I've just heard a lot of scuttlebutt. He is so hot. And I mean, they they are a little annoying, but I watched all eight episodes in one day. So And so are we when you think about it. We're pretty annoying when you ask people. So totally. Kind of real to life. All right. That is uh two shows that Blake saw, which one is uh Real World New, New Orleans World. Reunion. Yeah, that's and, on uh, Paramount Plus, and then Queer's Folk is on Peacock. Yes, both with gay themes. I think I, we might have a theme for today's show or our whole lives. You'd think uh, it was Pride or something. I know. Um, let's uh, take a break for commercial. Anything? Uh, anything to plug? Yes, you can meet the queens of Canada's Drag Race season three right now on the Wow Report, and season three premieres July fourteenth um, on Wow Presents Plus worldwide, excluding Canada. Or you can watch it on Crave. Oh, my goodness. Um, I love all that. Uh, you're listening to The Wow Report. We will continue our countdown of the top 10 things that make us go, wow, wow right after this. You're listening to World of Wonders, Wow Report. Things that make us go, wow. Welcome back to The Wow Report on Radio Andy. I'm Tom Campbell here with James St. James and Blake Jacobs. Fenton Bailey's off this week, but he shall return. Uh, but, you know, just because Fenton's out, I don't know, making a document, an award-winning documentary, doesn't mean the top 10 things of the week, you know, don't, they don't count themselves, people. We do that. <laughs> so we have reached uh, number seven. Number seven. I want to ask James, Blake, if you know too, but James, have you ever heard of the Gay Girls Riding Club? No, you know, you mentioned this in an, in a text, and I have no idea. Please elucidate, elaborate, let me know what the hell you're talking about. I was watching Turner Classic Movies, one of my very few choices of, sure, of TV. Sure, mine too, yeah. And there was weird timings. There was like three 20-minute movies back-to-back. Oh, yes, I know when they do that, sure. And, and it was from the Gay Girls Riding Club. And they were in the early 60s, part of the L.A. underground gay movement. I guess they were actually an equest. They did equestrian rides and they threw supposedly an amazing Halloween party every year. <laughs> and among their ranks were aspiring and actually working Hollywood types, cinematographers, writers and things. And they put together over a number of years a series of movie parodies that are 100% amateur, but but hilarious and really well done. 
and, now wait are, are these is it strictly sapphic are we are we talking women only or are are there gays involved in this too because oh I, i'm sorry it's all gays it's all men oh okay in drag <laughs> oh well okay well ding 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 that's that you need to mention that i'm yeah. so sorry yes but they call themselves the gay girls riding club which is just i <laughs> love it Yes, and you're going to have to. Some of the stuffs online, and some of it, but it, and you know, through the preservation of Outfest LA, they have found these like little whatever they were and preserved them, and so they're out. Um, they they do a bunch of parodies all about Alice. Uh, you know, there's the Roman Spring of Mrs. Stone. There's yeah. the Roman Springs on Mrs. Stone. Okay, where we're, you know the, where Warren Beatty's a prostitute, a male prostitute, and and Vivian Vivian Lee is is this old lady hooker lady. But um, and then but the one that I saw that was so good was what really happened to Baby Jane, and uh-huh. you know it, obviously Betty Davis, you know Joan Crawford, uh, it, it, it's they use locations, they have a Rolls Royce, and it's it's produced like two years after the movie came out, and because that movie is so timeless, their parody is really timeless. And more, you know, and, you know, it's rough. Comedy doesn't age that well. The timing is weird. But seeing beautiful, young, gay, queer guys who you have to imagine, no matter how much braver how you know, they were, they were, it was probably a difficult time. Yeah. Yes. And it was a risk. It was all a yeah. risk. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine committing yourself to videotape and drag or, or, or film or committing, you know, putting yourself out there? Pre-Stonewall, um, pre-Black Cat, yes. pre-all of that, that was, it must have been like an act of defiance. Yes. And But the gay sensibility, if I may, the, the queer sensibility, the sense of humor, the sense of parody, the subject matter that they were attracted to, that were, that, you know, gay men love, you know, Joe Crawford and Betty Davis and all the, you know, they, they recognized and parodied all the high camp of the time. Uh, and, and it's just, uh, they mined for, you know, gay gold in these parodies and it's super impressive it just and it just blew me away because i'd never heard of it ggrc the girls the gay girls writing club movies are available online we'll try to put them on the wow report but uh just to know they existed fills in a blank spot in our especially our la gay history which i was just thrilled and all places to see it on turner classic movies which i I really do think have stepped their pussy up. I've always loved turn classic movies, but I think they are constantly expanding and looking for new ways to group movies, to tell movies, you know, to tell black stories, to even, again, not to be controversial and say this quickly, but that there's, a, you know, they even have a piece about blackface in film and how you can't erase it. You have to understand it. You know, so yeah. it's just, it's using film and, and, and past thinking as a tool to understand today better and to understand what was right and wrong and, what's changed and how we're growing. I love Turner classic movies. You know, movies. sometimes Turner classic movies, if I, I love to go through and see what, ha- what they do at three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Yes. That's when they get really crazy, crazy stuff that they put up. And if you DVR your, your early morning TCM, you're bound to find some gems that you never knew existed. Exactly. So again, the gay girls riding club, you might have heard it here first. Let's move on to number six. Number six. I watched Fire Island on Hulu. A group of uh, flaming young gays uh, who consider themselves to be outcasts. They are the fats, femmes, and Asians of the no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Uh, They meet every year on Fire Island at the house of their older gay friend, their lesbian friend, played by Margaret Cho. Uh, this year they meet up with a group of mean girls who are sort of circuit queens and they proceed to argue and fight and love and fuck and uh, do drugs and get high and all the things that that young gays do these days. Um, I went into it wanting to hate it, thinking that it was going to be a bunch of screaming queens and it was just caricatures and cliches. And it is. It is everyone is a is a is a cliche, and the plot is a cliche, and the writing is a cliche, and yet it is written and stars um, a guy named uh, Joel Kim Booster, who is absolutely adorable He's and funny. Really a find. He's really somebody who's up and coming. And which um, one was he? Was he the manga? 
yeah, he's the main guy, the the um, Asian with no body fat who is in his little yeah. speedo the entire time. Yeah, really, just cute, cute, cute guy. It also stars Bowen Yang and um, Conrad Ricky Mora from How to Get Away with Mil- uh, Murder. Oh, I love. Was, yeah, yeah. It also there's um one of them is Bowen Yang's podcast partner, right? Oh, is it? Well, Thomas Thomas Matos and Torian Miller and Zane Phillips are round out the cast. Uh, Margaret Cho is absolutely wonderful. Um, uh, like I said, I went from wanting to hate it, um, but Bowen and Margaret and Joel Kim really save it, and uh, it's actually a pleasant way to while away uh, an hour and a half of your time. So I'm giving it a thumb and a half up your ass. Now, if it was old Hustler days, they used to rate films, Hustler, the poor magazine, with different levels of erections. Would you give it a full up erection? I'm giving it a, it's not, I'm giving it a half mast. No okay. more than half, between Nothing half groupy. mast and Nothing groupy. On. Okay, a nice strong pole. Not, not, yeah. not a boner that aims up. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And thank you for reminding me that it's out. Um, they took a, like, they were a big sponsor at DragCon. Oh, so it was yeah. just, it was fun. like when you walked up the steps, they had turned all the steps into a giant uh, Fire Island poster. I can just the little bit you said, as cliche as it is, I remember going to Fire Island for the first yeah. time in 94, getting in as good a shape as I'd ever been in my life. There's one picture of me in the Speedo, and it's from that summer. Um, and just being intimidated by all of it and had sex with all of it. And it really is. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that is just it. You know, it, it, they're cliches for a reason. And it, it is, you know, it is a certain milieu. It is a certain type of person who goes to Fire Island and they capture all of that. And like I said, this kid, um, Joel Kim Booster, is such a find. He really is so talented. And I hope, I, I just want the world for him. I just think he's absolutely fantastic. That's I want to go to Fire Island. All my friends go to Provincetown. So, well, that, but Blake, I don't know. I, uh, I think people like us do belong in Provincetown and we don't really belong in Fire Island. I've I never been to Fire Island. Island. There's always Cherry Grove if you've gained a few pounds. You can just move over well, to Cherry Grove. But but the but the mean girls are out in force there, and it is it is a young man's game, and I think that that the older queens should gravitate towards P Town. I think it's great. How great to state the obvious that queer creators are making queer content about yes. our stories, and they're yes. getting at least exposure to uh, you know the, the mainstream. So you know, like it's not just it's for us. including. But- Including my good friend David Tabert, who was the wardrobe stylist on this film. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, what, did he, what did he do? Just like staple two pieces of like <laughs> one inch cloth and make a speedo for this everyone, speedo? or this speedo, <laughs> or this speedo. Um, you know, first the the gay girls uh, riding club. Now, now Fire Island. How, how far we have come? Well, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, but. It is. It's. I. I just. You know. I. I went into it wanting to hate it, and I ended up loving it. So there you go. Good for you. Good for you, James. All right. Let's move. I've on. never been to Fire Island, by the way. What? I've never been to Fire Island or P Town. Nobody. Well, then you are. You're. You're so gay that way. You are making judgments about what they are from the outside. <laughs> Listen, I did that once. This is disgusting. Oh, you're going to hate me. I can't tell you this story. I'm going to tell you a story, then you can hate me. But when I went to Harvard, there I said it. I had never been to the other Ivy League schools. Other people had been. They've been to press school. I went to public high school. And people would say, like, oh, you know, do you want to go to Dartmouth if you like sheep? <laughs> and they would say, you know, Princeton, I guess, if you like Gothic architecture. And I would find myself saying things like, you know, she went to Princeton. Oh, I guess if you like Gothic architecture, had never been to Princeton. So, um, you know, we're all guilty of, of, of uh, climbing on board. But then, you know what? As soon as you see hacks, I want to go to Fire Island in Provincetown with you for special remote WoW reports. And I'm being really no, no, I'm they need to pay you. for us to go to those two places. We need to get um, some, we need to, need to get some stuff out of doing this show. Let's go. Now. All right. Um, let's move on to number five. Number five. I'm gonna sling you even farther into the future with this one. <laughs> um, the Amazon style store. This is, have you been to the Forever 21 at the brand, Americana on brand in Glendale? No. Well, you can't go anymore because this replaced it. It's two floors. Um, There's plenty of workers to explain this to you. In fact, they're there like right when you walk in and you can scan things with the camera on your phone, but you have to have the Amazon app. And what you do is like you walk around 
And if you see a pair of shorts you like, you scan that and it'll say, do you want us to put this in a guest? Oh, a yes, yes, yes. Room? I have seen these before. Hold sure. everything. You're saying Amazon, an online retailer, now has a physical brick and mortar location at yeah. the brand Americana Mall. Dedicated. But, but, but the thing about it is there are no checkout lanes or ch- you just scan something and walk out with it. You don't have to. You now, physically not buy one. it with your phone and put it in your bag and walk out. There's no. James, there's no have you ever been to one? Yes, I've been to a grocery store in New York City. That okay, does that. all right. I'm just checking. I thought this might be like Fire Island. Um, this like, isn't that way. This isn't that way. You do uh, still have to go to it, but it is. It may move to that. You know, like I bet they're just like. Test. In fact, I think this is the first one ever built in the world. Is so that what do you do? You order it online there, and then it comes and, to your home. I like no, that better. You order it, and you can have it sent to a dressing room. And then when you're ready to go to your dressing room, they'll like give you a number. There are 40 in this store, 17 downstairs, 23 upstairs. And there's also this big like elevator, like lift looking thing. So that is so the clothes can go up and down to these dressing rooms. And I didn't actually go into one, but my friend Steven did. And I watched, I like walked in to see what the dressing room looked like. It looks like a really nice closet. There's like a chest of drawers or like shelves with a clothing rod above it on one side. And that's where they have all of your stuff displayed as well as like stuff that they think you might like. My friend Steven had a cute little camisole. They got to get your rope you in. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, what was really cool, though, is on the other side of that, there's this closet door. And he said, there's a screen in there. And it says, hey, Stephen, we thought you might like this shirt. Open the closet and try it on. So it's like remotely giving you new things even while you're there. It's sort of like my magic closet in my apartment with the elevator going up and down (laughs) and the people appearing in my apartment. Yes. It was really cool. It was the store of the future. But then you went to like the checkout and it was really easy. You know, you checked out through Amazon, but there was still like a checkout counter. Oh, okay. Okay. So they must have a shitload of clothes there in the basement that gets sent up. It was kind of, you know how like when you go to a thrift store, you're kind of overwhelmed because it's not like a rack of this one shirt. It's like you have to go through that's kind of how this was too. They had like it an sounds a little. It sounds a little bit like the Jetsons too, where like you know Jane Jetsons just like you press a button and it sends up like whatever it is you might like this, and it's like another dress and it gives you a dress in another color and sort of yeah, huh? Fascinating. The future is here and it's in Glendale. <laughs> yeah, what's it called again? It's called Amazon Style. Eventizing of retail shopping, reinventing the brick and mortar experience. Very fascinating. All right, let's take a little break and the countdown will continue. Blake, what uh, what good WOW presents plus wow World of Wonder stuff do you have to tell the people about? Well, uh, you should be watching Vanjie, 24 Hours of Love. Yes. New episodes drop on Thursday, available on, World, available on WOW Presents Plus. The premiere episode is free for everyone, but if you want to watch the rest of them, sign up at wowpresentsplus.com. I love Were it. you both at the party last week? I was, and I got... I drank three House of Love cocktails and almost died. Did you drive? No. Of course not. You know, there are mocktails. How about a mocktail in between cocktails? Just to pace yourself next time. Yeah. Um, uh, That's fascinating. We are, we'll continue with the countdown. Uh, When we come back, you'll see the WOW Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders WOW Report. Things that make us go wow. We're back. It's Tom Campbell, James St. James, and Blake Jacobs from World of Wonder uh, here counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow on the wow report. Uh, And we have reached number four. Number four. Two uh, movie items that caught my attention uh, that we'll be talking about, I I predict, for the next year. First is news, breaking news, that Lady Gaga is appearing in the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. And it's the Joker, which was, I saw it. It was hard to watch. It was about mental illness. It was beautiful. It was well acted. It was hard to watch. Well, what do you do for the sequel? You make it a musical. A musical. 
I, I have a feeling that this is not a joyful bye bye birdie type musical. <laughs> I have a feeling this is more Sweeney Todd, uh, D, you know, like Sondheim esque, where it's going to be very, very dark. I, I'm excited about Gaga doing it. I wish they would have given Margot Robbie a chance to sing because I have, she is Harley Quinn to me, but I am excited to see this. What is your take, Tom? I, I'm just fascinated. I, I, it was just a lot to take in. Lady Gaga, now, Margot Robbie was Harley Quinn? Yes. She's been Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad movie. And is it okay just to switch like that? Do people care? What it is, is it's like the multiverse of madness where DC has a number of um, uh, parallel dimensions in which different characters can exist. And you can have different Batmans in different, you know, different actors playing different Batmans. It's just different iterations within different um, uh, parallel universes. Sort of like American Horror Story. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you can right. you can have Heath Ledger's Joker exist at the same time as you know Joaquin Phoenix, and you can have the different Batmans. You can have Christian Bale exist at the same time as you know. It's just the first Joker was literally chewing the scenery, and now they're going to be doing it with musical numbers. So it could be a big disaster, but it'll make lots of money no matter what. The next uh, thing was just: Have you seen the pictures that just <laughs> dropped of <laughs> of Brian of Brian Gosling? as the new Ken doll in the Greta Gerwig directed production starring Margot Robbie of Barbie. Well, now this, you know, this is another thing where the internet has, is gone off and they are absolutely, you know, barking mad. How dare you? He's 40 years old. He can't be Ken. But I have a feeling once again, that people aren't understanding what the movie is going to be. I don't think he's supposed to be playing 20 year old Ken. I think it, we are going to understand if you remember the first version of this, Amy Schumer was supposed to be Barbie and it, it was a Barbie who was not the, quite the Barbie that the world wanted her to be. And she was very, so, but then that changed and now it's Margot Robbie, but I have a feeling this is uh, an over the hill Ken who is still clinging to his, his Kendom is what I have a feeling it's going to well, be. Well, this speaks to my advanced age because I thought Ryan Gosling looked mighty fine oh, as Ken. I, girl, I, he, you know, Ryan can do no wrong for me. I, I thought I, he was just the Ken I wanted. It, you know, it, it, a lot of people were comparing it to Freddie Prince Jr. as, uh, you know, Freddie on Scooby-Doo. Remember that? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. He's got a six-pack. He's got, and, and you know, he, he talks about, you know, one of the publicity things is he went for smooth Ken. And, you know, he's been waxing and he's like, oh, my God, I have so much respect for women. But if you look really closely, and I did, like from the navel to the waistline, there's still just a little hint of treasure trail. Am I wrong? Am I wrong to bring that up on no, no, national? No. He, but he is. He's very like uh, WeHo twunk is what is what the look is yeah. going for. I, I love mean, it. And I, when you think about it, you remember the very first Barbie? You have a mental image of what that looks, what yes. she looked like in your mind. You know, teenagers in the 50s and 60s when Barbie came out looked like old people, yeah. you know, like, so it's a weird thing. And they get younger and younger and old people get younger and younger. So I think Ken is, a, I, I don't, you can make Ken any age you want. Well, there is a very specific 80s Ken that was bleached blonde hair with the earring and the denim vest. And I think that maybe that that was sort of the look they were going yeah. for. So I have a feeling there's going, there's a lot that we don't know about this yeah. movie. And it's going to be another really spectacular uh Malibu Ken, if you will. Malibu Ken. All right. That's my uh, that's that's my uh, report from Tinseltown. Let's move on to number three. Number three. Number three. Okay. I need to get real with you guys for a second here. You know how sometimes you might have like a stinky coworker and they come to work one day and somebody has put a, like an axe body spray or like an arid extra dry speed stick on their computer to give them a hint that it's time to to get hold on a second i just want to be sure is this triggering for you blake is this triggering for you in any way <laughs> okay keep going but but you know it's a hint to take care of your smelly pits right and it's done anonymously well the other day i got an anonymous package from amazon in the mail and in it it contained three bottles of uh in- Vardis instant fresh mouth spray mouth freshening spray coming in radiant musk beaming petals and uh fresh citrus and 
it's very the packaging is very chic it's these black bottles that you can tuck discreetly in your pant pocket or your your purse or whatever like that very expensive 26 dollars a bottle so it's not cheap and um you know do i have bad breath <laughs> maybe possibly but for the past two and a half years, I've been double masked and standing 10 feet away from people, six to 10. I've been social distancing. Unless I have dragon breath, how on earth is, does anyone know that I have bed breath? So it leads me to think that it was you, Blake. <laughs> you are the only person who sits next to me who knows if my bad breath is bad or not. Was it you who sent me these First bottles? First of all, of breath, breath you would have gotten Banaka and not $75 worth of designer. He um, makes a good point. He makes a good point there. So well, no, it was, it was not, not in this market. Do you think Fenton did it? Because I maybe Fenton has smelled my breath. I'm just trying to figure out who is trying to give me this message. I mean, uh, he has a little time more with your sister. Let's break it down. Who do you spend real face to face time with? She did just get a job. She did. She, my sister is working now. She can't afford Bardis breath spray. It's from Switzerland. It's very nice. It tastes delicious. I have been using them nonstop. So whoever did it, thank you for pointing out my dragon breath. And um, okay, I'm going to pose a question. I'm going to pose a 21st century scenario through some kind of face scan. They're able to tell from the internet if you have bad breath. And 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 this product has sent it to you because you're an influencer. There you go. Well, that's my microphone. And I am talking about it, so maybe it is all a scam to get me to talk to to promote their their breath Vardis breath spray. I find it on Amazon. You know what else is very refreshing is hydration that you can get from HouseLoveCocktails.com. That's HouseLoveCocktails.com. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that. We have two more uh, topics to talk about, and we're at number two. Number two. Uh, I have some news of the weird that I wanted to share with you. I don't know if you guys have been following this in the news. A woman in India was trampled to death by an elephant. Uh, It angrily stomped on her repeatedly, even after she was dead. He kept stomping and stomping and stomping. Then, two weeks later, the elephant traveled 200 kilometers sought out her funeral, grabbed the body off the funeral pyre, and proceeded to stomp on it some more. And just, you know, death was not good enough for this elephant. It came back. And then not only that, it, it went and its friends went and destroyed her house and some of the surrounding houses in her village. Now, I see you making a face fence, or or, Tom. (laughs) Who are you? I just want to say, I, I've heard this story. I do not know the details, but I, I'm i on the side of the elephant. There no, are yes. there are those people that are just damn annoying. And I don't, maybe it's just me being, being, being pent up for all these years with the COVID or whatever, but I get it. I get it. Kill them, ruin their funeral, destroy their house. I get it. There are some people who I would do that too, yes. But, but the thing is, First of all, you know, an elephant never forgets. And there are, <laughs> there are lots and lots of stories of elephants remembering a person 30 years later who has done, done them a kindness. Yeah. And, you know, that, and this is the opposite of that. I believe that this woman did some shit to this elephant. And this elephant has not forgotten. And, and the he, elephant said to his friends, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think that the elephant, she did something that just pissed the elephant off she was probably abusive someone in her family was abusive to the elephant and the elephant just did not why do we is this this like the johnny depp amber heard trial where we just immediately assume that the woman is guilty and we're and we're being unfair i don't know why but that's where my mind went but i I believe in this case if it's if it's between an elephant and and uh and a a human yeah yeah, I, I'm siding with the elephant. I believe that the <laughs> elephant knows it was probably just pure years of pent-up anger and just was like, death isn't good enough for this woman. It's well, time for us to write a children's book called The Resentful Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> and people do him harm at the beginning of the book, and then years later he grows up to be a big elephant and he destroys their lives. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. This is one of those things where the story is developing, and I'm going to be on it for the until we fi- get to the bottom of what this woman did. You will this not sleep. You will not have time to refresh your breath. You are going to be busy, 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 James, for the people. Thank you. Um, when we come back, we will reveal the number one thing that made us go wow. You're listening to Radio Andy. Wow. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Uh, welcome back to the Wow Report on Radio Andy. Bet and Billy's away. So you're here with Tom Campbell, James St. James, and Blake Jacobs. We've been counting down the top 10 things this week that made us go wow. And we have reached number one. Number one. I'm going to put it out there. Um, the January 6th hearings yeah. are being broadcast uh, and and... I'm not, I, I don't have the capacity to take, you know, to watch every single minute of them. I did watch the the initial hearing that was televised in prime time. And without a shadow of a doubt, Trump is so mother fucking guilty. It's Someone crazy. tell the elephant from number two. Yes. Uh. I, um, we can talk about the first night, but I just want to say that the one thing that's become clear, and we knew this, but you know, the the man whose name shall not be mentioned that I mentioned already, he did he his style is to do so many atrocious things all at once that you can't pin him down for any of them, and that was the case. So you know, we know all this stuff, but now with the focus and the, and the pace being controlled by the committee, and the one piece of damning evidence that I don't know how anybody can get over, and it's just one, is he created. He said he created a legal defense fund to 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 get money from his followers, people, American citizens, giving him their money, their hard-earned cash, so he could uh, pursue the, the 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 fake election. There was no fake election. There was, you know, and even if there was, he created. He did not create a legal fund. He took in a quarter of a billion dollars from supporters. And he pocketed the money himself. What else do you need to know? Well, yes, I mean, it, it, it of all the things that he's done, that that is up there. But there is just such a laundry list of. of I'm not, this, that, but that one, just in terms of explaining it to someone, it's like, hey, there's this guy who built the American people of 250 million dollars to put it in his own pocket. Does that make you angry? Does that make you feel like seven hundred and fifty? The problem million, is, right? is that it doesn't it? make his supporters angry. His supporters have been—they uh, are so programmed to just let everything wash over them, and they don't give a fuck. Thank I thought news. the most damning thing probably was Ivanka talking. I, you know, he has been furious about that. He has cut her dead. I imagine. Um, also, Bill Barr talking uh just sort of laying out the guy is crazy he's batshit crazy he you know wanted me to say all this shit i wouldn't say it you know the fact that we're seeing bit by bit the dick drip 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 of the of the dam breaking of the his supporters on you know in his administration coming out and denying you know i think that that's all very damning will it move the needle with his supporters Probably not. In fact, we know that, you know, Fox News has not been showing any of it and has not been talking about any of it, even though they are all implicated. If you remember, they were all on January 6th texting saying, please stop him. You know, Greta Van Susteren, Bill, you know, you know. There was a great meme going around saying that, of course, Fox isn't covering the the January 6th, you know, uh, proceedings. It would be like OJ hosting for Court TV, the you know his trial. You know their their participants there. But unfortunately, they have so such a following of you know hundreds of millions of people who are not going to hear any of this brainwash. And, yeah. So What's worse is, is I feel like a third of people uh, follow the facts and and, believe, and think like we do. A third of the people are kind of like think the exact opposite and that Trump's a god, and then a the third of people are kind of just fed up. And that's what's scary. Well, but that's the third. If you remember, that was the third, third, third of how the Nazis rose. There was one third did not want it. One third were for it. And then it was the third that didn't care was the one that, that toppled it mm-hmm. over the top. And it made the two thirds against one third. I will just say again with, you know, while he's not a perfect president, how incredible. And, and de- democracy is, is still always on a string. It always is, right? Democracy is an experiment that continues. But how lucky are we that, Biden was elected president. Well, okay. 
No, just in terms of of, of stopping the damage to the foundation. Yeah, no, I know. Unfortunately, he is. I don't know that he is the man for the for the job. He is no Winston Churchill. And I think the fact that inflation is so bad, gas prices. I went to the grocery store today. What usually costs fifteen dollars costs forty eight dollars. It everyone is feeling sticker shock, and it comes down. The buck stops with him. And unfortunately. I think it makes him a one-term president and it hands it back over to the Republicans. I well, really we'll see who runs. I hear what you're saying. I haven't given up on Joe yet. And I'm still grateful he was, if, if he ends up being a one-term president, I'm still grateful that he came in and stopped. No, no, I, you know, he's a good man. He's a good man with a good heart. And he's, and he, he is the person to, to stop whatever was happening. But I have a feeling that he, that it plays into the, what is happening right now, even though it's not his fault. I think, you know, there's so many other factors leading into, you know, the recession that is and, coming. And, and am I a conspiracy theorist or do you fear like I fear, or I think in the corner of my mind that, oil prices going up, which is all nothing to do with the president, but totally controlled by the, you know, OPEC and all that kind of stuff and the oil companies. And just so much of this, you know, corporations are, have record profits and yet prices are going up. It feels like a conspiracy of corporate America to do just what you're saying, to raise the prices, raise the interest rates. To to make him a one-term president. And you have a feeling the fact that the Republicans could have voted on so many things to stop this and they didn't. It makes you really believe that they don't have your best interests at heart, even though they are the first ones who will be crowing. It's his fault. So vote for, you know, vote Republican and everyone will. So it's. And there was um, a bipartisan bill passed uh, about some gun control, some red flag measures. Not 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 a a godsend at all, but, you know, more progress than we've made. I don't know if that diffuses the pressure and therefore we don't pay attention again or if that's. Uh, the first brick and a number of bricks to tumble. Um, uh, there is a lot to unpack here, and we could go on and on. I know, so. I know. I'm just, just. Uh, but it, it, you know, but but by all means, keep watching these hearings because there are more yes. shoes to drop. And if we should know the facts, even if we yeah. take them to our grave. Um, and you know, it's I hate to talk about serious things, but it's hard to talk about just frivolous things and not at least have one of our topics be something of us popping our head out of the gopher hole and you know it's it's undermined it underlies everything we say and do right these things are always on our mind so um uh i love you blake i love you james i, love I miss you, you love you fenton thank you for joining us listeners we love you all 10 of you and um yes and james is i don't know about you people listening but i feel like james's breath is much fresher than it was <laughs> on the last few shows um if you have sent james st james mouthwash um, let us know in the comments. Fess up, fess up. Let yes. me know. If you think James St. James needs more mouthwash, we'll <laughs> send you a post office box for next time that you can send it to. Um, until next time, with all the good and bads coming to the world, go out and make something that makes the world go wow. Bye.